Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. And it looked like a pretty girthy tug, too. Oh, Beckner was here. Oh, there's his fucking Magnum condoms again. He's such a big dick. I can make a good two million right now. You want to see your little dick out there? Don't show my penis. Hello and welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am your host, Brian Beckner. Thank you very much. Stoked you're joining us. Stoked you are a part of the process of what we do here on the Baller Lifestyle Podcast, episode 70. We're cruising right along. Uh, don't forget, all, as always, you can reach out to us. We'd like to interact with you. Reach out to us via email, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Also, voicemail. Voicemail is becoming a bigger and bigger part of the show, so we'd like to get those from you, 949-464-TBLS. Um, as always, subscribe to our show on iTunes if you get it that way. Um, Rate the show there, leave a comment there, and, and of course, like our Facebook page, Facebook, just search on Facebook, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Somebody has The Baller Lifestyle. I haven't checked that in a while, but there's someone else has The Baller Lifestyle, so I had to call our page on Facebook, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast, so look for that. Um, that said, joining me now, as always, co-host of the program, Ed Daly. Ed, how you doing? A little sad for two reasons. Tell me. One, I've got jury duty tomorrow. Oh, but you just throw that away. You have lawyers in your family. Do you ask them what to do? You just throw those away. You just never respond. Go on. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm starting to get I'm starting to get genuinely sad about Letterman. Yeah. Like the end is is real close. Like it, by the time this posts, it'll be less than a week until he's done. It's next Wednesday. He's done. Um, I know. I've, I've been watching the shows too, and he's been having a lot of the old guests on and playing just a lot of the old bits that I remember. Like just just the, the so good the packaged bits he used to do when he'd go out in the street and do stuff. Um, just so fucking funny. I, I I'm gonna miss him as well. I really really um, he and the thing is, and I I think I'm gonna write something about this for the website. Yeah. The thing is, when when he goes away, that that's anything like him goes away yeah that, that, I, i'm i actually am mostly done with a whole column with with a bunch of clips old yeah. clips and stuff oh awesome that that i'll post later this week but you're right like the the new breed and and there's a place and i, I like jimmy kimmel but like none of these guys i like conan yeah but they it's just totally different like there's not that element like they just want to be applauding everyone. Like he was a guy that would mix it up and, and that's not going to happen. Absolutely. And like his humor was kind of to annoy people at times. Like what those old bits he's playing where he's going through the drive through window at McDonald's and 
fucking with people. Like, yeah. it was he was trying to grade on people exactly. for humor, and like that that doesn't exist anymore. He was testing people. He did the same with his guests. That that's what made him so unique. Is he would do the same with his guests to the point where a lot of people would never do his show f- for that exact reason because they didn't want to look stupid sitting down with a really really smart guy that didn't have a lot of interest in making them look good. And, yeah. And now that you just could never have that again. They would just never there's the, the that show would just not get made. That host would just not get hired. It's you're never going to see it again. And same. I like Conan. Conan's definitely got a place. Same with Jimmy Kimmel. Um I I think those guys are awesome too, but they they do a different kind of show and Letterman, he's just so singular and so unique, and so um, yeah, I'm gonna miss him as yeah. well, Ed. So check the the website; we'll post it. But uh, yeah, I, I've I've been finding some good old YouTube clips, like some some great old stuff. So oh, cool companion really pieces. Cool. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I just when I there was a there was a time when I was exiled to you know I wasn't I wasn't the greatest adolescent, Ed. <laughs> I may have you know tested boundaries. I may Mm -hmm. have gone well past boundaries in a lot of ways. And there was a time that I was exiled. I was sent away by one parent to live with another parent in a different state. He's your problem now. Right. And so I had no friends. And it was actually kind of a good plan. I mean, I don't haven't really forgiven anyone for it, but I, uh, (laughs) it's actually because then I knew no one and I couldn't really get into the same kind of trouble for a while. Uh, when I got to the new place, and it was just such a bummer because then I was there. But you know, it was what what at the time, A and E I believe was the channel had all the old Letterman's on in the afternoon. Oh, that's cool. So I would just you know I would just catch up. I would watch him at night, of course, and it was right before he went from NBC to CBS. And then I would catch up on all the old early '80s shows in the afternoon. So that what I'm saying is is David Letterman, in a lot of ways, got me through a very difficult time in my life. So thanks for that. Yeah, uh, I remember yeah. when the when my family got our first VCR. Yeah. Let's say 84. And I used to be watching, uh, whether it was Cheers or, or Family Ties, and they would play those promos coming up. Yeah. You know, Dave's going to be in the Velcro suit jumping against the wall Love or this one. or that. And so whenever, whenever I got the, we got the VCR, like, you know, my sisters wanted to rent stupid movies from the, the video store. And all I cared about was getting a blank tape. And I used to tape Letterman all the time. Yeah. So when I, would, I would be like, you know, nine years old and watching Letterman, you know, and missing 60% of it. But a guy in a Velcro suit would, was great. Totally. So I, I've been watching that guy forever. Uh, yeah, I love the Velcro suit. Remember the time he got into the suit made of Rice Krispies? Yeah, in the milk. Yeah, to, to see if he, would, if he would snap, crackle, and pop. <laughs> and then he got into a giant bowl of milk. Like, what an idiot. And he, he, he always used to just smash things, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he loves like, it. Yeah, he'd run. Like steam, he'd get a steamroller or he'd get a big you know, wrecking ball or just throw shit off the roof. Yeah. But he was always wrecking things. One time, one time he got a locomotive. And he put shit in front of a local, like would put like a ladder full of like pitchers of beer, and and just have a locomotive run into it. Like, how, who wouldn't awesome. want to watch that? That's great. Yeah, I've got all those clips. I'm I'm putting on. Awesome. On okay, I look forward yeah. to that, Ed. Um, Ed, a voicemail. I don't know, for people that aren't. I know everyone's team current episode, but last week we got a an email from a listener who claims he's our number one listener. He took a lot of shots at people, and people. 
responded in kind. And this one's from Chris in Baltimore responding to emailer Sarah DeMac. Dude, Brian, Ed, are you kidding me? Some dude calls in about going on a vacation with a bunch of other dudes to Key West, and he has the nerve to call out me in Baltimore drinking? I mean, look, dude, I'd rather be a drunk from Baltimore than hanging out with a bunch of dudes in Key West. And talking about who they look like. Look, nobody admits that they look like Michael Wilbon. Who admits that they look like a fat, uh, bald guy on ESPN? Nobody does that, right? That's, that's a myth. Nobody intentionally does that. So, Cedric the Entertainer, or whatever your name is, don't call it my boy, not the Anton Holden and Rome Show and everybody else. All right, don't call us out when you're over there with a bunch of dudes talking about doppelgangers. All right, Ed, that was Chris in Baltimore, one of the regular callers, and he he was not having what Sarah DeMac was dishing out. And I like that. I like when our listeners get into it a little bit. Don't be afraid to mix it up. That's right. But also, don't be afraid to be brief. That's right. That's right. I'll also, keep, I had to edit that one down a little bit. Keep it brief, guys. Um, okay, Ed, also this week, from the from the Baller Lifestyle podcast email mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com, uh, we have one of the things Sarah DeMac brought up was doppelgangers. I don't know if you recall. He said I – he really just wanted to know your doppelgangers because he already knew that mine was fat Josh Gad, <laughs> who's – I don't – I would argue I don't look very much like, but I'll take that. I'll wear that one. Fighting uh, words. Yes. Um, but th- this week, someone else has reached out, and, and much like Sarah DeMac, he has a very unflattering doppelganger for both of us. This is from David. Brian, Ed, what up? Just wanted to get your takes on a couple of things. First off, doppelgangers. Brian, you with your receding, natural, semi-greasy, permanent, look like a poor man's Rob Schneider. What? Ed, you... you be- Wait, seriously though, are you receding? I mean, I am. I, as I don't know. I, I'm. I'm you're being, lucky. I'm being honest. You have that kind of hairline that's just never. It's like the fucking Great Wall of China. It's just like lined up on your forehead, <laughs> and it's never going anywhere. Yeah. Most of us lose some hair in our life. Like I'm no. I'm not going bald by any means, but my hairline has definitely moved. You know, I got. I got a little bit of thigh marks. On the sides, I got, a, I got, a, I got a little island coming. A little, little Pete Campbell going. Yeah, not bad. But the thing is, Rob Schneider has plugs. Rob Schneider is not receding. He's got he's gotten hair plugs. Take a look at him. Also, I think he's like half Asian. I don't, I don't think I look like that guy. I, I'm pretty yeah. I'm pretty sure he's got Asian in him. Yeah, he does. Um, um, Ed, you being the BBW ebony searching porn addict. What? You, yeah, where, 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 you are. Do you know where this is coming from? No, I don't. I don't. I I, I can't remember ever 
bring. I told you, I just watch whatever is like yes. a highly rated thing that pops up. Yes, and I think we I both avoid. Allude, I think we. I avoid looking at black penises. Right, but I think we both alluded to to sort of fancying the the, uh, of course. the the urban women. I don't think that's sure. Yeah, I don't. I think we both have said that. I don't remember you ever saying anything about being yeah. into BBW anything though. That's I, that's fat chicks, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not into that. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, okay. So we're going to agree to disagree on that one, David. Ed, you being the BBW ebony searching porn addict you are, I, I don't know Whoa. that I don't, I don't know that you've ever. I, I've never gotten the sense that you're a porn addict, Ed. You're. I, yeah. I think like the rest of us, you're a porn consumer, and that, that's everyone. Necessary evil. Right. Uh, you you will know exactly who I'm talking about when I say that you are a dead ringer for the Hall of Fame porn degenerate Mark Wood. Anyway, I wanted to put a twi- okay. Okay, let's hold, hold on. Do, Ed, do you know who Mark Wood is? Well, I'm all I no, I have no idea, but I'm afraid to look him up. In I case don't. I, so you're you're one of these guys that your your thing about pornography is you're repulsed by the man. Yes. And I and to me, it's like I don't really know. You know, I, there has to be a guy again. Necessary evil. Like there needs to be a guy there, but I don't. I don't really notice them per se. But in this case, when this guy brings up this particular guy, I know who this guy is because I'm repulsed by him. I don't know. There's some. There, there's one guy in porn, and you know, there's only like four guys in porn. Yeah, but I, is this guy uh, like a rock? Wait, is, this is a porn star. This right? is a porn guy, and because I'm, I, I googled Mark Wood just now, yeah, and he looks like some sort of metal violin player. No, no, different guy, different guy. <laughs> Mark Wood, I believe. I, I'm going to go ahead and guess that that's a nom de plume. But my point, my point is, is that I don't know any porn star, male porn star names. I don't know who any of them are. Oh. I couldn't pick them out of a lineup. But I know who this guy is because I'm repulsed by him. And if I ever see him in a porno, I can't watch it because I find this guy so disgusting. Uh, I so, see him right now. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, he's this hideous. Guy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he looks look, like he could. He's be. goofy. He's goofy looking, and yes. I'm goofy looking. Yes. So I, I guess yes. that's what you're going for. No. But I, he kind of looks. Yeah. I mean, oof. I don't see it. I don't see it at all. Ed. Although that picture. All right. I'm taking this off. He is packing some real heat. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. I mean, he does porn. His job is doing porn. <laughs> uh, okay. And one more. Anyway, I wanted to put a twist on how fucking old is this guy? A segment we do on the show a lot. A lot of times we'll try to get. We'll bring up somebody from childhood, like Huey Lewis or Charo, or. <laughs> Or the who's the captain of the love boat? Gavin McLeod. Yeah, we'll take guesses as to how old people are. Uh, I, I had one from this weekend. Well, first of all, we, it was a big discussion whether this person's dead or alive. You ready? This isn't okay. this isn't from David. This is my own. I'm, I'm doing an aside. I'm doing a digression here. Okay. Uh, Dick Van Patten. Eight is enough. Eight is enough. Uh, I'm gonna say he's. I would say he's still alive. So we'd probably we'd probably hear about him. He, but okay. let me think about his age. He is in fact alive. Okay, I will give you that. He is alive. Eight is enough. Was like when we were like four years old. Yeah, two years old kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, it might have even been before. I mean, it was in like the mid. I'm late saying it 70s. finished. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, it was finished in like before. Like it finished by eighty. I feel like. Yeah. And also, so that, one of the, that's one of those, thirty-five years ago. 
eight kids, none looked anything like each other. The one old no. one, really handsome. The one yeah. young one, not. Ni- Nicholas. Yeah, Nicholas, douche. Huge douche. Yeah, huge douche. He, he actually had a guest spot or two on uh, Baywatch. Oh, <laughs> wow. Good to know. Okay, Ed, um, Dick Van Patten, say, how fucking say, old is this guy? Okay, we all know the drinking water wasn't good in the 70s, and that's why they all kind of look old. That's true. That's true. But still... That's 35 years ago. Van Patten had to be, by the time it finished, had to be 60. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He looked 68. I'll say he was 61. Yes. 35. He is 96 years old. A little bit off, Ed. Dick Van Patten, born December 9th, 1928, age 86 years old. That means he was like, that means that in 1978... He was 50. <laughs> he was 50 what? years old when you thought he was like 70. What? Yes. Okay, that was a digression. This guy, I want to get back to this email here. David wants to know, um, I wanted to put a twist on how fucking old is this guy and see if you could guess how fucking old is Elizabeth Hurley. Hey, girl. Love you, love you guys. Love the show. Fancy Sauce 2. Peace. Uh, okay, Ed. Elizabeth Hurley. I don't know. I haven't seen her in a while. I haven't seen her in a while, but I'll, I'll tell you what. There was I've a never, time. I've never seen her look bad. There was a time when, when I used to see her back in the yeah. early 90s. Like, she was a serious piece of sure. ass. Like, really, uh. really attractive. And, like, a little bit, like, sexy, sort of naughty-seeming. Um, I don't sure. know. But I feel like in the early 90s. But she was young when she came. I I would have guessed that she was like thirty in like the early in like nineteen ninety five. I think I'm gonna nail this one. Ninety five, oh five, four. That would make her fifty five years old right now. Ed, is that right? Yeah. No, no, no. no. Twenty Bill, years ago, tw- Bill Clinton fucked no, her. No, twenty years ago. Did he really? No, I think that's just there a was, rumor. There- well, the rap was while Hillary was out of town, he he sent Air Force One to pick her up in England oh, and brought her back. That's for what a Tom weekend. Sizemore said, right? I th- somebody w- said worse. Tom Sizemore fucked her. They were like boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh, she's so Although hot. it's hard to remember, Tom Sizemore well, was a great actor. She was she was with Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Okay, I'm going to say she was 30 in 1995, which would make her 50 now. Ed? Um, yeah, I'm going to say she was 20. I'll say she was 26 then, so she's 46. Right, right in the middle, June 10th, 1965, Elizabeth Hurley, age 49. Now that could, you know how these, they shave some years. Right. She could, she could, she could, she could be, be like 60. 53 or 54. Oh, 1965. That's, a, that's, that's, that's an all-timer. She though. looks she great. Was, she was spectacular. Yeah, big man. fan of hers. Uh, okay, Ed. Next up, great email, by the way, David. And again, anyone wants to reach out, we will, we'd love to hear from you. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Ed, now it's time to get into it. We've done all our correspondence. Let's get into talking some sports. Haystacks Calhoun-sized New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is under fire after the AP and a New Jersey watchdog service discovered that over 
the 2011 and 2012 football seasons, Chris Christie spent over 82000 in food and drink at MetLife Stadium. Considering the Jets and Giants combined for a total of 16 home games each year, the best-case scenario is the plus-size governor dropped at least 2500 a game on food and drink. Brian, how upset should I be that my tax dollars were spent helping this jerk-off stuff hundreds of stadium nachos into his fat fucking face? Well, I mean, I, don't, I might have a different take on this one. First of all, I'm, I'm confused here. Are we supposed to believe that there's a corrupt politician in the state of New Jersey, Ed? <laughs> or anywhere. I, I remember when people thought that this guy could be president, like the country would, was going to somehow all come together and elect some giant fat ass. And he's, I mean, the, like, he mostly ruined his political career by being petty with just a, a, like a local town mayor. Yeah, he closed the George Washington Bridge to like and- piss somebody off. To, to bring it back to a reader email, a, a certain, uh, a certain uh, guy I know, Saro, was caught in that traffic when it happened. Oh, really? so, yeah. He was part of the GW traffic. Well, good, good for him. He said I look like Josh Gad. I have no, I have no sympathy for Saro <laughs> Demac. Uh, yeah, remember that whole thing? Like, ooh, I love it when people glom on to a candidate because he's, di- he's quote, different. Like, Christie's yeah. different. He's, he's outside. Yeah, he's, a, he's not playing by the rules. He's a straight shooter. He weighs 800 pounds. No politician is different. <laughs> they're they're all a, the same by def- definition because they are slaves to the same masters, every single one of them. Like, no one is different. That, that drives me crazy. And, but as far as this, the food gate or yeah. – I don't know. I have to come up with a better name. Um, I, like, it's not like if he could – that's potentially – there's two teams that play there, right? So yeah, he could have been. I mean, it's it's not like it's the Yankees and they have eighty games, right? But I mean, he could have been going to sixteen games a season, and I don't think he was at every home. It, well, game. potentially that's implying he's at every game, potentially, and, and that would be twenty five hundred dollars. And he's like, he. I assume he's got like got to host people, like he's got to bring like local, you know, some people that he's trying to do deals with. He's, he brings them to the game and. You know, you can run up some some big, expensive like a hot dogs, like twelve bucks. You know, a cu- <laughs> but couple the beers. Thing is, he he, it would be known if he got shit faced at these games. So you can't just say, well, alcohol costs a lot of money. Like, yeah, there's. I don't think he was drinking that much at these games because it would come but out. But what if he's what if he's paying? He clearly, has been eating, well, of course. But what if he's paying for like ten people, and and yeah. all the rest of them are getting six, seven beers? Like I could see it. The, I can see him running yeah, up some charges. The amount of, but this is just in concessions. Yeah. This isn't like the ticket. Like so much is covered for you also when you get to that level. Right. The amount of stuff that you actually have and to pay it, for Like if it rains minimal. and you have to go buy a poncho. <laughs> There's $6 right he, there. Well, he would need to go buy like That's, one of those easy ups that they put up for tailgating in the, in the he park. He would need the, inf- the infield tarp at Yankee <laughs> yes, Stadium. Yes. I, I, I don't know. I'm going to like – I have, there's no love lost between me – and Chris Christie, he's a big fat idiot. I'm not a fan of his at all. I don't, you know, I don't like him. But I'm not. I'm not going to get on him. I feel like there's a way these charges could be explained. Although I did like that he spent like 300 grand in sum on food and drink, and 80 of it was just going to ball games. That, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, it seems like well, well spread out. You know, good use of of taxpayer money. Absolutely. Great. Uh, okay, Ed. What what else is going on in the world of sports? Things took a dark turn in the second half of an Australian rugby match between Newcastle and Manly on Sunday. 
In an attempt to provoke a fight to get an opponent kicked out of the game or match, Newcastle forward Corbin Sims grabbed and tugged the dong of Manley's Willie Mason. Mason didn't even flinch and continued the match. Brian, have you ever, in any scenario, had your penis pulled on without even the slightest reaction? <laughs> I, I can't. You gotta see this video. The guy doesn't even like look. He doesn't even turn his head. I can say with full, honest eyes, look you in the eye right now, Ed, and tell you for a fact, I have never had my penis tugged on by a bloke that was not in a medical scenario. I don't, I don't <laughs> think I've ever had my dick squeezed by a dude at all. So I, I definitely, I feel like I would react for sure. And Ed, you, what's the worst, what's the worst scenario you've had with, uh, like a nut shot or dick punch in sports? Like, did you ever have like a bad incident? N- no. I mean, I saw baseball to the nuts. Yeah, I anything? saw a couple guys take foul balls to the nuts that looked pretty painful, but I don't, I haven't taken, I don't, I can't think of a real bad nut shot I've taken in my life, but, but Ed, you know, I, you know, I'm a big rugby guy. I love, I love rugby. I love all fringe sports. I'm a, I'm a fringe sport fanatic. Rugby, rugby without knowing all the rules. That's a pretty entertaining just thing to have on in the background. Yeah. I, it's a great you, sport. You know, what's fun to watch is the, the, sevens when they play seven aside yeah. instead of 13 or 15 depending on which rugby right. you watch um, that's cool because it's wide open and there's a lot more you know the field's huge and there's a lot more room to run but yeah i like rugby and ed this is what i've been saying for years oh american sports needs more dick pinching <laughs> there's pl- <laughs> there's plenty though when you see in the bottom of piles they always say you know like at a, a for like a fumble recovery yeah there's just tons they're twisting of, each of other's squeezing. nuts but it's kind of like water polo like it happens under the water like this guy walked you you want to see yeah. it. he 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 goes a full tug and it looked like a pretty girthy yeah they, they were too. essentially if you put it in a football scenario they were essentially lining up at the line of scrimmage and the the guy that would be the center was standing there holding the ball and the other guy that would have been the nose guard defensive tackle walked up to him and just grabbed the the tip of his dick also like good like shot like i feel like i would need to feel around to like find out where it was exactly that's true he went right for right, right. for it and grabbed that pringles can quick yes direct shot like direct squeeze right on it but ed imagine if like john carlos stanton was on first base and he goes to lead off and adrian gonzalez is holding him on he's got his glove out and just with like he tries to break for a second and he's just gripping yeah his just just with just with his throwing hand he just doesn't even look over just quietly reaches over and gives his honker a squeeze <laughs> it's impressive yeah that- it's impressive how, i mean you you gotta look at the video because he doesn't he doesn't flinch and somebody grabs his fucking yeah. dick. I can tell you the one incident I had. Oh, tell and me. And I will let's, never forget. Let's, let's hear about your, your dick incident, Ed. I was a defensive tackle and we had a big game against Red Bank Regional. Oh, fucking Red Bank. Oh, and I can, home, I can, Red Bank, home of Kevin Smith. Uh, yes, he, I, I don't remember. It, I think he was from Highlands or whatever, but okay. yeah, he has like, has a store from Red Bank, but yeah. Um, and I was not I was I'm I'm bigger and stronger now than I was then. So I was beating people with quickness right. if I was gonna beat them and quick I off got the line, this, Ed. Yeah, I got this guard, you know, high school linemen are usually kind of slow plotting right. guys that they just have to put somewhere. And I got this guy and I remember his last name was Gilligan, I think. And 
he stumbled and he fell and I was trying to hurdle him to get to the quarterback and he's on his back and he just wound up and kicked me square in the oh, fucking nuts. Fuck Gilligan. And I could feel feel those nuts in my fucking back of my throat for a good a good ten minutes. And so Gilligan Wherever you are, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, fuck it. Because well, the thing is, guys have, like, a lot of times, like, chicks will think they're being cute and, like, want to knee a guy in the nuts or something. They don't have nuts. They don't know wh- what it's right. like. That's right. He ought to know. At Gilligan, we can assume, had some nuts. And he, he knew exactly what he was doing. I had, I had a clinical issue not that long ago, Ed. Oh, no. And I needed to see the doctor. There was something. It was a nut-related appointment. And the I had some concerns, and the doctor, for whatever the doctor, my GP, Doctor Klein, was. I called to make the appointment, and they're like, you know what, Doctor Klein may or may not be in that day. He's having surgery himself. Oh, they're like, but if he he's having it in the morning, it's a minor thing, and if he feels all right, he'll be in. But if not, you'll have to see the physician's assistant. Oh, so. Roll the dice. Right I roll the dice because I'm like, somebody needs to look at these balls. I go in, and of course, Doctor Klein is. I assume he's doing better now, but he wasn't. He wasn't there, so I, I have to see the physician's assistant, and it, it's a woman. And she, this, these, I don't know. I can't. I can't recall a time where a woman, in a non-sexual right. nature, has been down there. This, I don't. I don't think there has. For yeah. The, this. This might have been my first time. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I go in, and uh, she. this was the first set of balls she's ever handled, for sure. She was very pokey, protty. She didn't, she didn't have, like, a real bedside manner. She did, I'll, I'll come right Spoke. out and say it. She didn't know how to handle balls at all. Uh, it was a very traumatic experience for me. I had to be like, whoa, slow down. You do it like this. This is this is what you do. You don't you don't just jab that the tip of your finger into some balls. This story from Florida where the end of the world will no doubt begin if it hasn't already. We have the story of Joey and Chad Mudd, <laughs> two parents who were charged this week with child abuse for using weed and cocaine as a, quote, bargaining tool to get their two daughters, ages 13 and 15, to do housework and do better in school. Well. Alas, Ed, the bummer authorities in Pinellas County didn't agree with the MUD's progressive approach to parenting and have for... What, like a, like a, you know, incentive plan? Yeah, like exactly. A, like a trip to the local theme park yeah. or what? You know how, like, smart parents are like, I'll give you 25 bucks for every A. Right. Well, these parents were like, I'll give you a gram or, oh. you know, I'll, I'll give you a joint or whatever, however they do it with the drugs. Um, yeah, they didn't, the, the Pinellas County authorities didn't agree with the MUD's progressive approach to parenting and have <laughs> forbidden them from having any contact with their suddenly way less cool preteens. Ed, do you think there were mixed emotions when the children started keeping their room spotless and bringing home straight A's, but Chad's hi-fi and all of Joey's cubic zirconia suddenly went missing? <laughs> 
<laughs> of course their dad's name is Chad. Of course it is. Chad Mudd. <laughs> Chad, that, it couldn't have been a more perfect name for that Chad guy. Chad Mudd from but, Florida. I mean, I will... <laughs> Chad Mudd from Florida. It, it Almost every story at this point from Florida sounds made up, but it's real. Yeah, um, you got you to gotta give them credit, though. Because... If they had just said, like, all right, we're giving you guys quaaludes or weed, right. you'd say, that's not a very efficient way to get them to clean no, the room. They would just be laying down they, the whole time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it would be useless. Yes. It would be useless as tits on a bull. I agree. Um, but here, I mean, you're getting, you're getting some good bang for your buck that way. I, I totally agree. Yeah. I, I, all, I totally am in the – my kids aren't quite old enough yet, but I'm in the fucking pay-for-play camp of parenting like positive rewards yeah, people get motivated for shit they want to have if you want your kids to give to get good grades to do things you want them to do you dangle shit that they want to get and they'll do it that's just human nature so these kids wanted some cocaine their parents had some cocaine and they used it as an incentive like that's right good for joey and yeah. chad in florida cause and effect <laughs> Uh, yes. I you know here's 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 a parenting problem I'm having oh, uh, and I've had I've had for years. Yes. Uh, my oldest son, mm-hmm. seven year old, mm-hmm. very cute, looks just like you. He is easily bribed, <laughs> like yes. like potty training, yeah. all the different stages. It was like all right, we'll do like stickers. You get to ten stickers, yep. something happens. You know, like that kind of yeah. stuff. Great kid. Younger son. <laughs> yes. I can't fucking break yeah. this kid. I can't. He. He's going to do things his way, and he's a real prick about I, it. If, and, and, and I can dangle things, and he, does, he doesn't get, I don't care about the carrot you're dangling. It doesn't matter to me. It, I'm doing things my way. I, I, I have this issue with my children as well. And I feel like – I thought it was a boy-girl thing, but I noticed that, um, that people with same-sex siblings have the same issue. It's the one's real chill and easy to deal with, and the other one just does not give a fuck. And I uh, – I don't know what to tell you because I have not been able to cross that bridge. I have the one that's like I'm, where you're like, I'm going to take this away. And she's like, I don't care. I'm like, take it away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't break this fucking yeah, kid. There's no, I can't figure it. I haven't cracked the code and it's been five and a half years now. Yeah. You're, you're just going to have to do more psychological, more, more diabolical You know what I have to dangle? Games. Tell me. I think the muds figured yeah. it out. Got to start dangling cocaine. Yeah, a little blow. Yeah. Little kid, clown power. Yeah, yeah, you put out a bump on the mirror. You like you go in and you grab his. Um, what's that thing called? Where I can't even think of what it's called. You grab his. Well, these days kids have iPads. You grab his iPad and you just put a little bump on there. And you're like, hey, hey, kid, you want to unlock the iPad? Yeah, you you want Instead this? Set up with your finger. Yeah. Instead of the swipe, do it with your yeah, nose. Yeah. Clean up this room. All right, Ed. Another one, shockingly, out of Florida. Ed, we've all been tempted. Take, for instance, Floridian Jeff Waters, who had the best intentions when he bought a stolen check from a homeless guy called Tito Watts for a hundred bucks <laughs> and made it out to cash in the amount of three hundred and sixty-eight billion dollars. Well <laughs> aggressive but Reasonable. Unfortunately, Reasonable. the bank was not as convinced as maybe someone else might have been. I'm wondering if the amount had anything to do that. And Waters was unfortunately arrested. Probably should have kept it under 350. I would guess, right? yeah. Um, yeah. 
when reach upon his release, Waters had a quote. He had a dream, Ed. It has always been my dream to own the best Italian restaurant on earth, Waters told police. I'm Mm. I'm 10% Italian. Cooking authentic Italian food is in my blood. Well, barely. I had planned to make the restaurant 80 million square feet and able to accommodate 30 million eaters at once. Now, the problem is, I mean, 80 million square feet. Yes, that's really big. I'm, not, that's really I'm big. no restaurateur, but, like, got to think the food's going to get cold yeah. by the time you get it all the <laughs> way true. from the kitchen, right? Well, you would need those. Um, the Maybe uh, roller skates? Would, Maybe that you put the, the weight staff no, on roller skates? you need Elon Musk's pneumatic tubes <laughs> that, that just shoots. Your waiter gets in there with the tray, and it just shoots him to your table, like, instantly. I wish, I wish they could have just allowed him to carry out his plan a little bit <laughs> yes. before they pull the pull the rug out like ed what would be on the menu like i, I want to yes. know like little details because you could probably buy a lot with 360 you, you million. could you could uh it gets better i mean this guy had a dream ed okay plus okay. it was gonna be totally underwater so people could look at sharks oh. while they ate plus the bank wouldn't give me any but the bank wouldn't give me any money they owed to me <laughs> he thinks he was owed Tito <laughs> said the check was good for any amount I wanted to write it for. So blame Tito. Hey, what, what's the old me. phrase? Shoot, shoot from the moon, fall amongst the stars, right? Uh, and the story goes on. When police searched waters, they found both bath salts and Chinese throwing stars on his person. He was later released after posting $23,000 in bail. Ed, what's the most shocking thing about this story? That Jeff Waters thinks he can nail down his lineage to decimal percentages <laughs> or that he was somehow able to convince a bondsman to float him 23 large in bail money. Yeah, that – I mean the bondsmen, they know, they know how to make sure – to protect their, their investments. I've seen Jackie Brown. Yeah. I mean you got to get that, that big dude to, to be your, uh, your muscle. That's right. But, it seems it seems odd that somebody's going to make the roll the dice with this guy. Uh, yeah, very much. I just, so. I, just I don't see think, mom and dad I think like, he's, like like I house. said. He went he went over three hundred fifty. Um, like yeah, if he went a little south of that, he's being realistic. He's a little bit greedy. I mean, I know eighty mil, an eighty million square foot restaurant. It's going to take a lot of upfront capital to get going for sure. Um, but maybe keep it under a quarter bill, like cut some corners or a quarter trillion. Just keep it, you know, two hundred fifty billion or so. I feel like that would be enough to get it done. Right, and like, you know, he could. People don't even like the most of the desserts at Italian restaurants. Just cut most of the desserts. Like you could cut some corners with that restaurant. Absolutely, I totally agree. Um, okay, Ed. Last week the bill. Big new segment on the show we've been doing, and it's time to get into it now. Of course, I'm talking about the million-dollar baller battle. All right, let's do it. Uh, Okay, Um, Ed, last week we discussed... That uh, Chuck Norris had made an appearance. He made a campaign appearance for idiot Mike Huckabee 
and he and he, he's looking real old, real fucking old. He's got that that raccoon on his head. He's had all the facelifts. He's he's not a young man. I think he's about seventy five years old. And I wondered that as tough as Chuck Norris is or was in his life, at this point in his life, do you think for a million dollars would you take him? Or the band Maroon 5, all five members, in a battle royale, winner take all, for a million bucks. Ed, who do you got? Chuck Norris or Maroon 5? I'm, I'm guessing everyone's going with Chuck Norris. I'm taking Maroon 5. Wow. Be- because, first of all, presumably there's five of them. I, I think so. I, I'm, I'm going to guess that there's five of them. Yeah. I only know uh, Adam Levine. Right. Unfortunately, we all know Adam Levine, the, yeah, the worst I mean, human being on the You can't avoid planet. him. Yep. He's in billboards for proactive. I mean, you can't avoid him anywhere. Yeah. Um, but have you ever tried to concentrate at, at anything when there's terrible music? It's playing? nearly impossible. Got to agree. Right? So all you need to, him to do is do a little acapella on the side. Now you have four guys. I assume at least a couple. I mean, their age... At least a couple of yeah, them. Yeah, they're are like in their mid 30s. There's five of them. Right? They're in their mid 30s. Yeah. So there's four of them, but well, oh, right. we're saying four of them because one of them is oh, just going to sing a cappella. Yeah. But like, so he's going to be completely distracted. And also, Norris hasn't fought a no. real opponent, I'm guessing, in if, over if three decades. I mean, we saw what Bruce Lee did to him. He really fucked him up. Yeah. So I'm, I, I, I have to say, in, in an unfortunate twist i'm siding with maroon five major upset maroon five over chuck norris you heard it here first ed called it uh, i forgot mark the nomad regular caller to the program he called and he weighed in on this let's hear what mark the nomad has to say on this one ed brian ed fancy what's up this is your boy mark the nomad I'm calling this week to respond to your million-dollar question of who would win in a fight between Chuck Norris and the five combined members of Maroon 5. Now, let me start by saying I'm going Chuck Norris, and I'll tell you why. I watched Chuck Norris not five, six years ago in an ab commercial, I think, with Christy Brinkley, and his face might look like deep-fried shit, but I guarantee he's still packing a six-pack, and he's well-versed in karate. Now, on the Maroon 5 aspect, I saw very recently Adam Levine, the lead singer of that band, signing autographs. Some random person in the audience dumped a pound of flour on his head, and he just sat there and took it like a bitch with a sour look on his face. It goes back to the old saying, if you're in a band, you can't fight because you're a pussy. If you're in a band, you're doing that as an alternative way to get ass because the survival of the fittest way of getting ass has been eliminated because everyone else can beat your ass. So if you get into the octagon with Chuck Norris, who actually can probably fight, is very fit and virile probably hyped up on Viagra. It's like Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until you punch him in the mouth. 
he's going to look right down Adam Levine's face. He's going to immediately know, okay, this is the leader. If I break this guy's nose, every other one of these pussies is going to tap out without me even touching them. Bam. The guy who peddles acne medicine on television is fucking gushing blood. The other flannel-wearing gel hair assholes are tapping the octagon like, get me the fuck out of here. Chuck Norris would kill those guys. And I don't even like that guy. That's all I got. Thanks. Okay, Ed. Mark the Nomad makes a compelling point based on the fact that Chuck Norris did an infomercial with Christy Brinkley where he had amazing abs. He also has karate. He has a vast knowledge of karate on his side. And here's the thing. Maroon 5, massive, massive, next level, huge fucking pussies. He makes a compelling argument, but like I said... Yeah. You try concentrating listening to Adam Levine do acapella. Yeah, that 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 I I sort of side with you there. Like Adam Levine singing, I feel like that that would distract. You know, uh, Chuck Norris, real fucking old. Like he would get all disoriented. You know how they get. Yeah, remember that. Remember that scene in Heat where the uh, the armored truck driver's eardrums yes. were blown out and they were all yes. disoriented. That's that would be like Chuck Adam, Norris, just kind of like staggering around. And then there's four guys just jumping on him. What you're saying is that Adam Levine's voice would act as a concussion grenade and explode yeah. Chuck Norris's <laughs> exactly. eardrums. And then the rest, yeah. you got to figure like these Maroon Five guys are real rich. They're real into their look, so they're probably doing CrossFit. Like they. They might even be have their own karate skills. Like they probably have their own sensei that like comes on tour with them, that trains them to fight. Like they probably know judokan and budokan, and the, and one guy does the sticks, right. and one guy does the nunchaka. So I feel like Maroon Five, as awful as they are, would beat the living shit out of that old man Chuck Norris. I give it to Maroon Five. Okay, Ed, for this week, this week. We learned that former UFC light heavyweight champion John Bones Jones fled the, re- the scene of his recent car accident, leaving behind a stash of Magnum condoms. Whoa. Which, as someone that's always wanted the rumor of a big dong, gave me an idea, and I'm going to start like leaving – I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna go to Costco this week. I'm gonna buy a big box of Magnum condoms, and I'm just gonna like leave them places. And they'll be like, oh, just anywhere, yeah. anywhere yeah. you go. Like, oh, Beckner was here. Oh, there's this fucking Magnum condoms again. He's got such a big dick. You know, he's got always has these Magnum condoms. That I'm gonna get the rumor started that way. Yeah, just leave leave a couple. How about leave one like that's halfway wedged between the passenger seat yes. and the console, and you'll be like. Sorry, I can't get that out. Yeah, yeah, like, and they'd be like, "Well, what? What's that doing here?" Yeah, I mean, just I spread use the room. I need those extra big ones. Um, we also learned this week, Ed. We got the opportunity to meet Mechanicsville, Maryland's own Sarah Schrock, Ooh. who was a very, very two was arrested. <laughs> she was arrested for trying to poison her family members with milk. Containing the, I can't even say it, with milk <laughs> containing the dead skin shavings from her own oh, feet. No, no. So, so, Ed, of course, the question is begged for a million dollars, would you rather? 
do a year in prison, but when you get out, you receive your million bucks, and because of the publicity associated with your arrest, you get the ancillary benefit of everyone (laughs) thinking you have a monster hog. Or would you rather drink one 16-ounce glass of disgusting cow's milk seasoned heavily with the fetid skin of some disgusting beltway grandmother's horrid feet? One thing people should know about this story is the way it played out is there were three other people and two of them had the bad milk, and the third one God, opted no. out, and then they, they put it through a strainer oh, and found oh their, God. like, skin. So, oh, I'm gagging. <laughs> okay. But, but just the fact that the first person's like, does this milk taste funny to you? If somebody says that, you're like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> let me get a sip of oh, that. Let me, let me, let me, no, there's something, there's another something in here. The second person does it, then the third person's like, you know what, let's put it through a strainer. No. It's the worst thing I can imagine. Okay. It's disgusting. And her mugshot is she's just very toothy and smiling. It's really So gross. that's the bet. It's it's a it's a million dollars. You either go to the you Must do choose a one. year in prison. You gotta pick one, that's right. You do a year in prison, but when you get out, you get a million bucks and, and the, the rumor. rumor that you have a monster hog, or you just gotta drink one glass of milk loaded up with <laughs> Dead with grandma's <laughs> dead <laughs> foot skin, so and, and when you're done, you get a million dollars. But uh, everyone knows that your sad dick is just actually as sad as it already was in the first place. Uh, so uh, okay, we'll take your submissions on that mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com or e- or voicemail nine four nine four six four TBLS. Would love to hear from you on the million dollar baller battle. Next results. Next week. Okay, Ed, it is time. We've gotten through all of it. We're the sports show of record. We're the fetid grandma foot skin drinking show of record. All, <laughs> everything we've come to do, we've done. It's time to, Ed, you know it's starting soon. Next week, in fact. The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette is starting up. I think she might have a preview. Of course, it's our Bachelor correspondent. It's our pop culture correspondent. She does it all in a segment we call Fancy Pop. She joins us now. It is Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Hello, hello. I'm good. All right. How's your show? Um, So far, so good. I hope hope you were too busy to hear this week's million-dollar baller battle because it is absolutely disgusting. Oh, no, I didn't hear. I had my headphones on. Oh, good. That's that's good because th- this is not that is not lady content. Oh, really? No. Are you guys talking about gross stuff? Yes, very. Uh, okay. Before we get into it, before we get into your segment, uh-huh. we do a lot of hashtag life coaching on this show. And oh yeah, we do. Regular team current episode listeners mm-hmm. will know they will be aware that we have recently been counseling. A young gentleman named Johnny Football, who has a who is in a quasi relationship with a Swedish oh, right, yeah. stewardess flight attendant, flight attendant who flies to his town. I believe he lives in Houston. Mm-hmm. Flies to his town once a week, lays over, gets laid over by him, and then bounces. She is that what they call it a layover. I think so. She, it, well, he definitely called it. No, I think now they call it a laid over. 
Uh, how about yeah, yeah. a sleigh over? High she, five. She flies into town for a sleigh over. Hey, do you want to trade shifts with me? No, I got a sleigh over in Houston. Mm-mm. I feel like that, that's probably – any airline people mm-hmm. in our audience, let me know. Sleigh over. Is that, a, is that a, a term that you guys use or did I just make it up? I feel like I just made it up. Mm-hmm. But you guys can use it. Okay. Well, he's reached out. He doesn't know what to do because he doesn't think she's that cute, but she gives him a, a lot of what he likes, namely – once a week sex, and she also wants to take him on some trips for free. What's the update? Well, here's the update. Gentlemen and lady, first and foremost, many thanks for the advice you all provided me in episode 68. You are welcome. Your keen insight and thoughtful perspective was most appreciated. For those who aren't Team Current episode, we, we counseled him to just be honest with her with what he wanted. Uh, sort of. I mean, I, I also advised that... It's a two-way street. Oh, right, that's right. She she could cut well, it off if she right. wanted to. Right, I feel, but she needs to know where he's coming from, right? I mean, she she seems yes. she seems to want to have a relationship, and he there he, are he strings might, attached with the free he, flight. He might be sending mixed signals. Like, so right. she, if he's if he's outright lying, right. that's a problem. But you know, I, I I would say I've known enough women that really don't proceed that far without sort of knowing where things are going. So if he's lying or if she's just like, hey, let's have right. fun, let's do this, let's do that, I don't I don't but advise when you're when your off. partner is receiving mixed messages and you and it's I think it was clear that that was the case, he he you should probably make it more clear what your intentions are and then she can choose. If asked. Right. Okay, fair enough. If asked. Uh, If asked. He continues. You have resoundingly solidified your title as the life advice podcast of record. That's true. Much to the chagrin of that hack, Dr. Drew. After episode 68, I took your advice and I did some serious soul searching. After much deep contemplation, I made the decision that I was going to have to be as forthright as possible with Helga and tell her that I don't feel the same way as she does, that our relationship has about the same shelf life as an actual shelf from Ikea. Not very long. Good joke there, Johnny. That was until her last visit. Since episode 68, Helga has visited once. She missed coming to visit the previous week as she was recovering from breast augmentation surgery. Possible game changer. So when she does come back, not only does she show up with a brand new pair of fun bags, she also Mm -hmm. came bearing gifts of local fare and drink. Uh, She brought him some booze. um, And... which he sent a picture. And, yeah, he sent a picture of the booze. <laughs> and she brought reindeer meat, which apparently is very good. According to him, is fucking delicious. Uh, however, after filling my belly full of delicious reindeer meat and Swedish liquor and thoroughly <laughs> taking the time to explore her new additions. Hey, they're real if you can touch them, right? I just couldn't bring myself to tell her how I felt. Wait, it gets worse. <sighs> This past weekend, while talking over tests, I was discussing with her how I was thinking about changing jobs when she dropped this bomb on me. Uh, oh, it's, it's an actual quote. Or I go back to, um, she's saying she could change jobs and he could come with her on all of her layovers, which is like four to seven days all over the world with free tickets 
and she could, he could basically be her traveling companion and see the world and not have to work is her proposal. Guys, I stand by your advice and I stand by the conclusion that I just don't feel the same way about this girl. But fuck, if Anna Nicole Smith could do it and the numerous amounts of Playboy bunnies that had to suck off Heth could do it, surely I can look past the semantics of things such as looks and love to literally travel, fuck, eat, and drink and never have to work again, right? She flies in town Saturday. I feel a decision has to be made. Cheers, Johnny Football. What do you guys think? I'm super confused. So she's offering to he, support him on her. He was about to tell her on how her he felt. Flight attendant salary. Well, she's going to take another job. That she sounds like she has. Uh, she's going to take another family job money as well. too. Yeah, she's she's going to take another job, a different job that that sends her on like week long trips all over the world. And apparently, she has the means to bring him along and support him as her traveling companion slash sex toy. Now. Men and women do have this kind of arrangement all the time, do they not? All the time. It happens. And he, you guys were matter of fact about uh, what, who's the chick married to? Kelly Preston. You're like, well, this this type of stuff it happens. Does happen. You know, sham yeah. marriage, sham yes, marriages happen right. all the time. It so happens. what? What's our advice to John? I feel like he still needs to be. But the it sham needs to, marriage is for everyone else, not between the two of them. Well, I mean, he's, John Travolta is a gay man, right? But yeah. that's the sham. The that's, sham part well, isn't between stop. the two people in the relationship. Oh, like, because they know. She, she's aware. Well, yeah, yeah I, I, feel, I feel like that is the case. He still should make her aware that hey, this is an arrangement, or maybe this—that's enough for him to say, "Hey, I love you. I'm in love with you. This this lifestyle you're giving me has made me fall in love. What do you guys think? I think Ed? he should just be like, this sounds fun. I'm not going to put any labels on it. I don't know where it's going. Yes. But if he wants yeah. to check it out for but, a while. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we do this for but six months. But there's nothing wrong with a couple of crazy cats fucking around like, the world. I agree. This sounds fun. Yeah. Like, I don't know where our relationship is headed. Yes. But I like where it's yes. at right now. Let's. I don't know. Hey, yeah. hey, Helga, how about I quit my job? She seems really... Really into yes, having she's really him around, no matter mm-hmm. what she needs to do. He maybe he just says, "We let's try this for a, a, a defined period of time, and then reassess." Hey, let's try it for six months. Let's try it for three months, and if it doesn't work for either of us, we can back. Why out. does he have to put a number on it? Because that just say, "Well, we're having fun right now." Yeah, so you don't have to. So, you don't have to say like give it a timeline, and then all of a sudden at three months, like I guess I maybe. need to. Propose. Well, no, 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 that's not that's not what I'm saying. What, what I'm saying is that it's you. You agree that it's a trial period of time where where you say, "Hey, let's give this a shot." Maybe, maybe it's open ended, but you don't you don't say clear, this is life. If people are clear with their expectations, no harm, no foul. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm a little bummed out about the tits that Me she too. went and bought Me she too. obviously got them for him well which... i don't we don't i don't oh think no 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 yeah. that's not obvious no. at all i feel like it is she might have got them for her mm. i mean women do that for themselves mm. yeah i've i've known i've known I'm women swinging. who get them yeah. for themselves i think no woman should get them because <laughs> i like a natural look but hey whatever helga wants to do all right johnny keep us i say still one thing we honest. know yeah, yeah. 
is she got them too big manage, because manage that's what plastic surgeons do. I don't know how do. they do them in Sweden. Then but you can't overpromise. If you get them here in the States, in Newport Beach, the breast capital of the world, <laughs> is, they, is that true? They, Everywhere. they always give you a couple too many CCs. That's true. That is true. Go a little smaller, girls. Yeah. Uh, okay, Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? What do we need to know? What is happening in Fancy Pop? Um, well, firstly, should we talk about Mad Men? One more episode left. Oh, my God. Left. Ep- the, the, the Ed, are you, penultimate are you current, episode, current episode of on Mad, Mad Men? Men was fantastic. Ed, what did you great, think? It was a great, great episode. I need to watch it again. Oh. It was so good. How about Pete Campbell? Pete Campbell, I, I, I was... After getting beaten up for, for yeah. seven years or whatever many I seasons. Said, I watched that and I said, I feel like his is going to be the only true happy ending. And he's, he's matured. You know, he's... he's he there, that scene with his brother where he tried to explain that hey, like you've the cheated on your wife, greener. you know that's you fucked up. You make her feel like shit. Like you feel like shit. Like she knows. our dad was an asshole. Our mom knew. Like he it's and this scene. five years ago, Pete. You know, Pete was the biggest cheater in town, and now he realizes what he's lost, he's and he up. he reaches out to his bae, Trudy, my favorite Mad Men character by a mile. And reunites with his ex-wife Trudy to make a new life in Wichita. Good for Pete, right, Ed? Brian's in TV love with Trudy. Yeah, big time. <laughs> I'm I'm in TV love with Pete. Oh yeah, I find that guy to be just—he's awesome. Best. He's got a great hairline, and but he really—he's like the one person that's really become redeemed. I think where he was really a piece of shit for a long time. And now yeah, he seems like a good dude. Like he's really on the right path. He's going to work for Lear. Yeah. Although um, his dad was killed in a plane crash. Let's right. not forget. I think that was in season one. Yeah, that's right. Um, Ed, any other thoughts? Don, what are your thoughts on Don? He got his ass kicked at the American I, Legion. I mean, there was there was some element of it being interesting, but at the same time, I think Don's storylines this season, uh, they're wasting a lot right. of time with characters I don't, I really don't want to give a shit it's, about. Because it's, yeah, like what's, It's all it about, you know, his, his, what's going on in his head, but they're just introducing a whole bunch of characters you know the the, the, right. the grifter kid and, and and the waitress. There's just a lot of people right. that I don't really care. He's about. he's like in hell or he's on his way to hell. I just feel like he's all those purgatory. people are just facilitating his kind of journey right. out. Yeah, I mean, I get I get what he's I get what what they're trying to accomplish with that, but you know they could. I, I would just wish they would do it with characters I already know rather than introducing new ones. Is he is he, is he going to start a new life or will and you know spoiler alert like I, I guess we don't need that because we, we're spoiling everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, will the news of Betty's cancer bring Don back into the fold into reality, back to New York, back to his children? Man. And, and there's no cell phones and he's not checking in. Make and no him, one yeah, can he only made two him. calls from the motel. Right. Um, the, he's not checking in. So, but, but will he's, here's a guy who's always run away. Will he come back and, and be a man? And will that be the surprise of the last episode? I think, I think this, to me, I, I'm guessing this show is all about the fact that people don't really change. Yeah. And I don't, I, I think it's just going to be like, not some crazy ending where right. people are expecting some crazy change. I think it's just going to be Don being the same Don, like, He'll be. I think it ends with him sort of being the same person that the, the show opened. I, it's been my experience that in the end of series, the penultimate episode tends it, to be the right. very best episode that we see of the last season. So I expect to be somewhat 
let down by the last episode, but we'll see. I'm really excited to watch it. Me too. Yeah. Uh, what else is yeah. going on, Kate? Ugh, I stupidly watched a trailer for Human Centipede 3. I, Which I can never unwatch. I haven't seen Human Centipede one Uh-oh. or two. Could, will I be able to follow? I, I saw. I saw maybe forty minutes of. Really, one. that's quite a bit. Ed. I didn't know there was a. I knew. I'd heard there was a two, but I didn't realize we were all the way up to a three. So this is where. Let me try to understand Human Centipede. There's people that are sewn together. One ass, ass to mouth. Ass to mouth. But but whoever's in the front is anything is. They just get to eat the real food. They feed one shit. guy food, right. and he shits, and then mm. everyone eats each other's shit yeah. all the way down the line. That's the concept, yes. Yeah, you would think that there would be a lot of fighting over being that number one. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that would be the spot you'd want to be in. Yeah, and you don't get to right. choose that spot. No. That psycho crazy person. No. So this one's set in a prison, and it's real campy. Um you're kidding. <laughs> As opposed to those real but grounded more, wait, ones. Like way more. <laughs> way more campy. I don't, have, I don't have Human Centipede 1 and 2 to compare and it to. And the crazy prison I was like doing um, some things, warden like... decides that he is going to make a giant, <laughs> like hundreds of people, Human Centipede of all, the, of all the prisoners. Yeah. So. Well, I mean... Remember those Chinese prisons where they're doing beaded videos? Like, there are some sadistic yes, wardens. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone in every movie from the uh, 70s was sadistic as fuck. Have oh, you seen yeah, sure. from Alcatraz? Like, you don't yeah. want to... Brew Baker. Yeah, you I don't want to fuck like with the warden. this movie's going to... Um, I don't know. It's going to have some kind of cult oh, status. I, this is not something I'm going to see. This I is not either. on I can't. My, it well, me out Ed, much. Ed, as you've seen. I had the first one on and I was like emptying the dishwasher and stuff. And then I like looked up and I was like, all right, we're, we're done with this one. Well, you might, you might have to be the one that watches since you're the most well-versed in, in with the human <laughs> centipede. Watched world. the most minutes. Yes. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a reason why I didn't watch for 41 minutes. <laughs> uh, okay, Kate, what else is going on? All right. Moving on to some um, Hollywood news. Um, so I don't really like to give this guy airtime, but this is a pretty funny story. Notorious woman beater Terrence Howard. Oh, yes. Really bummed. He's got a hit TV show now. Oh, I hope you're going a place I think you're going with this story because I read something about <laughs> this guy. Has filed some legal documents stating that his ex-wife attempted to blackmail him by threatening to release photos of his tiny... Dick. Yes. Apparently, it's yes. very, very small. He's got a real weird voice too. <laughs> <laughs> really, I don't think that my penis. He does have be a weird put voice. On the oh, internet. It me out. It's real weird. Yes, he is. <laughs> um, see, this is the opposite of the rumor I want about me. This is this is this is why I'm leaving Magnum condoms around. Terrence Howard should have done. First of all, if you got a tiny penis like Terrence Howard, you don't let somebody photograph it. Well, I saw online today a screen cap yeah. from a movie. It, I forgot. Oh, he showed movie, his cock in a movie. Or he showed his tiny, like, little micro penis. Oh, is it real small? I'm you sorry. saw it. There is, there's it never been after. a photograph I'll of my Google penis. Probably Google it, too. There's, there's, there's no shots of your dog yet? There's, I, my penis has never been on film since I was a baby. <laughs> there's no... There's, I, would, I would go through such elaborate measures to make sure if I were in Hollywood in, like, a love right. scene... I would I would be treating that as if I was designing the uh, the first atomic bomb to make sure my penis was never shown. Uh, that <laughs> uh, it, see, it seems like Terrence Howard, what you know, should have known to do that as well. But he's showing it on film. Um, very interesting story. Yeah, 
He punches women in the face. That might have something to do with it. Well, he's also an alcoholic. But I will, I will say the movie Hustle and Flow is pretty worst. awesome. Right. Uh, it's a great um, movie. She also said, um, apparently he has a, rec- a recording of um, his ex-wife saying, I can make a good two million right now. You want to see your little dick out there? And then she's also um, on tape saying she's going to tell every woman in the world he gave her an STD. See, so well, see, that's one thing I am not in agreement yeah. with. Black. Man. I agree. Yeah, especially something that's the lowest form. Whatever. You don't want to stoop to his level. Fuck that guy. And I mean, I agree. He's not Black a good guy, terrible. but fuck him. But blackmailing somebody over their tiny I'll cock that is like the, that is as low as you it. could possibly Please go. Don't show my penis. Someone, Ed, a, a woman in the face. Ed, another amazing, <laughs> all, not as good as your Johnny Depp, but one of your better impressions, <laughs> Terrence Howard. That was pretty good. It's well, the weirdest voice. It's on. the weirdest yeah. voice in Hollywood. He, he always looks like a little bit sweaty too. Like I still figuring out why they. Dismiss me from the Iron Man <laughs> franchise. No, that's right. He got fired yeah, he got, from that he got, because he was a fucking yeah, because they, hated they didn't him want to do it. He got he got uh, replaced by Don Cheadle, and they have like not any. Cheadle's awesome. Well, Don Cheadle's a great actor, but they have not even nearly. Uh, they don't look anything alike. Does that matter? No, I guess it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Uh, okay, next story. Um, are you guys familiar with that song by Maroon Five called Sugar? Nope. nope. Well. Nope. In nope. it, lead singer Adam Levine says over and over that he needs a little sugar in his life and wants it put on him. So, when he was exiting a building after an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live on Wednesday... Hold on, hold on. I've seen what? it. Terrence... Oh, I, I saw oh, a, a still shot of him. Terrence Howard sugar. has a micropenis. How is she blackmailing him? He's showed his penis in a movie and it's yeah. tiny. Well, she's probably yep. got some better shots of it. Uh, You'll never see me make fun of a man's small penis. <laughs> Good for you, Ed. Uh, okay. So I'm sorry to interrupt. Continue, Kate. Yeah, I was talking about the song Sugar. Yeah, I've never heard In the I've, song Sugar. I, I don't think I've ever heard a, a Maroon 5 song because I'm a hero. It, you're, it's your daughter's favorite song at the moment. Oh, In the song that. Sugar, he says he wants some sugar over and over again, and he wants it put on him. Oh, like, song. What is like that? Death I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm, I'm really being uh, serious. What, what does that mean? Like in a, in a sexual yes, sense? Yes, I want like some of your sugar. sugar. Give me some of your no, sugar. But I'm Put saying it on sugar. Me. Sugar. Sugar. sugar on me. It's a metaphor. Yes, it is. I it's, get, it I get that. Pussy. But I'm saying that's not even a good metaphor. Well, it's a yeah. pop it's, song. Well, what are you saying? It's I a want, pop song. I want pussy put well, on me. Yeah, what, it's what like sweet. It's like he wants. It's like sweet. You're sweet loving. It's like it's like a treat. It's like candy. We get to the punchline. Like line if you change story. it to beer, because now oh, we're like going off on a tangent. Okay, go on. So he was exiting Jimmy Kimmel Live on Wednesday, and someone threw a bunch of powdered sugar on him, mm, covered him in yeah. powder. That's fucked up. Like I <laughs> yeah. felt like I would have if I, I were him. I was mean, and then um, if I were him, I would have grabbed the fucking person and throttled them <laughs> within an inch of their fucking life. But like, like the guy's a douche. But fuck that. Like he's he's a human being on the planet. It was like a really nice, friendly fan who was no. like, "Here's your I, sugar." I've 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 made it clear. I hate all pranking. Pranks are dumb. Yeah, any kind of pranking, yeah. any kind of scaring, any kind of that, any of that shit, I hate. And in this case, as I did with him versus Chuck Norris, I stand with Adam Levine. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, fucked that, up. That was fucked up. He didn't do anything to no, that except, person. No, except put his music in their ears, but you can avoid that. I've never heard a Maroon 5 him. song. Right, I get he it. asked for it. I get it. Metaphorically. Okay, continue. Next story. 
Um, so Lindsay Lohan's got, still has a remaining 125 hours of community service that she needs to do by May 28th. So the clock's ticking. I'm, I'm like not, I, I feel like there's not enough, she, there's not that many hours till May 28th. Like I'm not really good at math, but 125 <laughs> hours is like, that's. Of like hours when she's awake and she wakes up at noon. Right, right. Um, so she's flown back to New York to attempt to do it. But she was lying about being in New York when she was still in London. Mm. She kept Instagramming saying anyway, and then she got confused and she got busted. But that's not against the law. Is this from when she stole that necklace in Venice? I'm not sure. Like, I can't keep up. It might have been DUI. Yes. The, the stealing well, of Well, I stuff. guarantee she's not going to jail for it. But So the prosecutor overseeing um, her ongoing probation is going to ask a judge to issue a warrant on her arrest if issue. she does not complete the court-ordered community service by her deadline. Oh, I, mean, I can't me wait. crazy, but I feel like she's not going to get all those hours um, It's weird because you figure, like, her parents would be there to, like, be like, Lindsay, we need you to... Do your community service. My dad's and, and too busy giving TMZ interviews. I, I and her feel mom like mom is is like a new member on Big Brother like UK. Your parents I think. like guide you and what to do, Good how one. to act. Okay, next. Um, in related news, um, Lindsay Lohan's nemesis Brandon Davis, heir to the Davis the oil fortune. The Greasy Bear. Ed, are, Ed, are you familiar with Brandon Davis? Greasy Bear. No, you don't know who that is. No, he's he's one no. of these. He's one of these no account. Heirs. First of all, there's nothing I want to be more than an heir. But what what is the fortune? The Davis, Davis oil, oil fortune. fortune. Yeah, like he's a, like a big time heir. Wealthy Marvin family. Marvin Davis was his grandpa. These these are big time L.A. money kids. He's got brothers, and oh. he's. I'm a heterosexual, so I don't know like L.A. money he, kids. That's never never going to be my thing. He's day. always like out. He's, he's in the seen out, and he's always very sweaty. He looks very sweaty, and his, so his nickname is the Greasy Bear. Continue. Um, so he blew through 300 k one night in Vegas, but he was gambling with casino money, and he hasn't paid the debt. That's what you do when you're an heir. You just say, hey, give me, I'm, I'm an heir. Give me a marker G- for Give me a marker 300, for 300 000. grand because right. I need to gamble that much money tonight. Right. Um, so he's been sued by Wynn and Bellagio, um, and he's apparently, he's apparently been ducking that. Yeah, because he doesn't order. want to pay it. Um, so now he's been ordered to pay nine, just over nine grand a month. Maybe his trust is tapped out. <laughs> Maybe, too he bad he can't pay it back he's such a, in, he's such a in loser. pomade yeah. because he seems to have a lot of that on. Should we talk about that? They, they've released these Bachelorette contestants. Okay, so next week it, it fires up. The Bachelorette, bachelorette starts, starts up. Two, two Bachelorettes this, this weekend. Well, the, just this for year. the first night. Right, so, so the Bachelorette where they empower the woman, they immediately, in the first episode... Take the power away from de-empower her. De-empower the woman by letting those, the guys the pick who they want guys, to be the bachelorette. Right, the choice. Yeah. What, between Brit, Brit and Caitlin. Have you handicapped the field for us, Kate? I haven't really. I've just looked at... Um, I've just been looking at these guys. And the first thing that jumps out to me is they're all fucked. Yeah, there's the, no one that I look at and I was like, I could maybe have there's sex one, with that person. There's one black guy that's kind of handsome, but he, uh, as we know, the, the, there's never going to be an interracial um, bachelor, bachelorette pairing. Um, th- this is not a good-looking group of guys. I, I, I looked him over. There is... I have a question, an honest question for any guys out there, because um, you sent this 
link with all the, their headshots. Yeah. And I, I honestly think every single one of them has done some severe teeth whitening. <laughs> like, yes. are, I, I'm not even yeah. trying to be funny. Are there guys like, ABC you know, might like, have retouched these? Picks. Any regular guy that has white, like no, whitened teeth no, like that? I, don't. Like, I, I feel don't, like I don't, these pictures are really retouched. I'm really into this guy Sean E because oh, he aren't looks we, aren't we all? He looks like an older version of Steve Sanders, and he he. I was just gonna yeah, say he, that He's he also sick appears to kind of dress like him, and he has neck. a he has a leather strap necklace with a crystal hanging from it. This but is a, the guy and a red shirt, and his occupation. Wait for it. Amateur sex. Oh coach. yeah, I'm really, really <laughs> favorite wow. holiday. It might, it Day. might actually be Steve yeah, Sanders. It could, it could be. It might, maybe it is Steve Sanders. That'd Super be great. Progress. One guy um, lists his occupation as a healer. There's three Corys. Well, you know, you got 25 guys. With different spellings. This is, but this is the sad reality of where we're going. Yeah. There's going to be only about four names in a few right, years. Right. It's going to be There's a Corey something. with two Corys with an E Jayden, and one yeah. without an E. Eventually, and, it, and it's not long. We're probably like 30 years away from having Supreme Court justices all named Jaden, <laughs> Braden, and Caden. Jaden. Hold on. Yeah. Corey, the one that without an E in his name, what is your greatest achievement to date is a question. He says... Inwardly, I'd say it's the person I've become. <laughs> Inwardly. Externally, I'd say persevering to create a sustainable music indie music career that wow. I'm absolutely passionate about. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. So he complimented himself twice there. Good job. Oh, wait. That was a quote, quote from some guy called Brady. Humble brag. I, like, I kind of like Jonathan. He looks like a racer head. Uh, um, Ed, you need to look at Joe. A racer. And tell me. Richard, right? Richard, That's not a razor head is my all time favorite. Yeah, he does. He's got an eraser head look for Who's sure. Ra- which one's that? Uh Jonathan. Can someone look at Joe? Uh Joe's looking pretty yeah. sweet. He kind he's got he's got a little bit of the what was his name? Uh Campbell Scott vibe. Oh yeah, a little from, bit. Uh, yeah. From single singles? Yes, yeah. I see that for sure. This link doesn't have all the dudes. Um, just, just yeah, some. pretty good. Well, I'm I'm for sure fired up about it. I I I feel like it's slim pickings for these broads. Like really who, slim pickings. Who, what a huge loser, by the way, Joe. If he could have dinner with or lunch with just one person, it'd be with his grandmother who just passed away. I mean, come on. Who wants to have lunch with a dead body? Like that's awful. Yeah, Wait. fucking so, creep. And yes. like you're you're saying your grandmother's more interesting than Ben Franklin, Abraham <laughs> fucking Lincoln. Wait, hold on, Ian. What's the most romantic present you've ever given? He said, "I like to build things. It's more personal." One time, I made a clock with a picture in the background. What is he fucking seven? <laughs> a clock with a picture in the background. Oh, super wow. sad. Yeah, this is this should be interesting. Uh, we will definitely get into it next week. I believe, I yeah. don't want to spoil it, but I believe we have booked uh, Baller Lifestyle Podcast, frequent guest contributor, Bachelor, especially contributor, Jason Stewart. He could be joining us in episode 71 Jay to break Stu. down the first episode of The Bachelor. Cool. Uh, okay, is that it, Kate? That's it. All right, excellent job this week. Ed, great job. You as well. Great jobs, everyone. Great jobs all around. Episode 70 in the books. Until next week, for Ed Daily, for Fancy Sauce, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. Bye, guys. Goodbye.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.